Hi, I'm Raylene Taskowski, and I've talked to over 10,000 women about sex over the past decade. Welcome to the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast. Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like... How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And... How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also... Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree. It's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. (laughs) You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Stand-Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast, hosted by Raylene Taskowski and some other guy, girl, guest, or guru. And today I have two guest guys. And I'd like to introduce you to Ahmed and David from the Authentic Dating Series in London, period. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm David. Um, I'm one half of the Authentic Dating Series. Uh, it's a pod. We basically co-host a podcast that's really aimed at helping men take uh, back power in their dating lives and not feel so powerless in what's happening by really we help them with emotional intelligence. That's our main vehicle for actually empowering men in their dating life getting them more in touch with their emotions, which gets them more in touch with the emotions of the people they meet, which helps them create much more deeper, meaningful connections. Yeah, emotional intelligence. Mm. Don't see a lot of that sometimes. <laughs> no. How about you, Ahmed? You got to... Well, I, th- I just felt like David really nailed that intro. Uh, I just got to say, hi, I'm Ahmed. <laughs> nailed that. <laughs> yeah, there's not much more to add to that. Yeah, I'll just be adding to the, the, perfect, the perfect intro. So no, that was really good. Yeah, that is what we do. Yeah. And that's your, that's the focus of your podcast. And do you just talk to each other or do you bring more people in? Oh, we bring, yeah. So we, so in our first season, we, we, we did a, we, well, we were nobodies, right? So we did a whole bunch of stuff just together. Uh, it was just me and David talking in a room to ourselves. And then, uh, but then we started inviting guests. But then in the second season, we've really amped it up with the guests. Like it's just guest after guest after guest. And it's been really, really cool because we've been meeting some really awesome people. That's good. I've actually met a lot of really awesome people doing this. And I, I don't know why it took me so long to just start a podcast. So what do you do? You do you do like a hitch type thing? Like Will Smith, you bring a guy on and teach him how not to be a douchebag? <laughs> not yet, but that's a great idea. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I'm just gonna write that one down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hitch yeah. episode. Contact douchebags. Exactly. They're not hard to find. (laughs) Anybody who sends a dick pic, douchebag. Okay, especially, (laughs) but only if it's un, if it wasn't asked for specifically. True. We don't Um, get a lot of dick pics. I'm pretty (laughs) sure most of them are un unrequested. There's a whole weird thing about that, isn't it? Like I I read this article around dick pics and the sending of them, and that it's like a, a bit of a power trip. It's like a man feeling he has the power to kind of enforce his penis upon a woman upon her eyes and it's, it's, it's really interesting to read because i don't even think most men are aware that's what they're doing like they just think it's this either funny or that somehow that's gonna make a woman just be like oh my god i saw your penis i want you so much um <laughs> which i'd love to know what movie they saw that in because it's really not working for them no it really isn't i i cannot think of a single time where an unasked for unsolicited dick pic has led to a relationship mm-hmm. Mm. it's yeah, no so more different than just revealing it. your penis right in the grocery store 
yeah <laughs> yeah like it's, it's a fascinating article you read there because i'm just thinking yeah where does that come from it's a bit like uh cat calling yeah we didn't ask for that either yeah <laughs> no. No. i do know in like certain countries like my, my family are all from jamaica so i've been over there a few times and like catcalling there isn't even catcalling it's a way of speaking to women it's an and art. women res- uh. women respond like you know Guys will like shout across the street. She'll look over. She'll kind of like smile. She'll have that little, like twist her hair, and he'll be like, "Okay, cool. I'm I'm going." He'll run across the street. He'll talk to her. They'll flirt a bit. He'll take her phone number. Um, you know, if you're in certain parts of London, you you know, you see some Jamaicans, and they're still mm. still doing it. And you see that oh, this catcalling thing. It's not just <laughs> like saying lewd things. It's like complimenting from across the far, going over, having a nice conversation. It's just that most guys have forgotten that next bit of like going and talking and having a nice conversation. Right. Now they just say, hey, baby, you look hot. And then they show a picture of their penis. <laughs> <laughs> one, they had, one they had in their wallet. Just, right. is it? <laughs> you want to see a picture of my dick? Yeah. <laughs> so here's, here's a question. Have you ever gotten an unsolicited vulva pic? I, I haven't. Mm. I was just looking at David like. <laughs> I have, you know. Did you? <laughs> you unsolicited. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. You know, I've, I, I've, you know, give a bit of detail to this. I've, I was doing online dating when people thought it was really fucking weird, mm. you know, like way back, what, like 10, 12, 13 yeah. years ago. And I was on a, a website that was very well known at the time and used to find that, you know, used to talk to women sometimes and they just, it happened very rarely, but I can think of at least twice where I was talking to a woman and she was like, this conversation's not, you know, going where I want it to go. And I said, oh, what do you mean? And she just like, literally just sent me a picture of her naked. <laughs> I, thought, oh, I had, that's... I think I, oh, I did. I told the story uh, a couple of podcasts ago and I was talking about a, a woman who was doing online dating and she had gotten a few dick pics. I said, I got one. I got a vagina pic. I got the, the full Monty with a toy mm, wow. inside of it. And, wow. uh, so I don't know if you guys know what I what I do, but I'm in direct sales and I sell my company sells adult novelty products. And oh, so nice. I had been at a party with this woman earlier in the night. She had taken her toy home, but we had been chatting because she thought she might want to do what I do. And she went to send the picture to her boyfriend. But you know how like oh. in an iPhone, like the last four <laughs> people you talk to are up there. And she had hit my name by accident. Oh, man. <laughs> and it was like late at night. So I didn't see it till first thing in the morning. And, you know, they're, they're stacked. So you see the last one she sent. She's like, oh, my God, that wasn't for you. And I'm like, what's not for me? Like, ah! <laughs> And then I had to, like, I had to Google, how do you delete a picture from your iMessage? Because it just kept showing up all day long. <laughs> it burned my retinas. It's in there forever. Oh, man. Oh, well. Oh, that's funny. That's so what kind of subjects yeah. are you talking on your show, talking about on your show? Uh, everything. We, we started with, um, well, the core, the core theme of our show is around having a dating life that you're exciting, excited about. So what we really shared is about vulnerability and the importance of what it is to express your true wants and desires, but actually just to first feel what is it that you're, that you're, that you're really about. Um, but then obviously off the back of that spawned every sort of dating topic that could possibly come up. I mean, we've, we're actually, uh, David, you know, our next episode is number 50. 
It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Which for us is huge. Like, you know, when we first started and we just started churning them out weekly. So every week we would sit down and go, hey, what's, what's like, what's the thing to say to share this time? And I mean, we've, we've run the gamut. So there's podcasts about sex, podcasts about how to start a conversation, uh, podcasts about overcoming the fears like that you have inside of yourself or like when it comes to dating. And then there's some off dating topics as well. Right. Yeah, that's like if, my show. It's supposed to be about sex, but we get off topic quite often. However, if yeah. I'm trying not to talk about sex, I can bring it back to sex so easily. <laughs> sex is, 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 is about everything really, isn't it? It's like, mm. you know, dating is really about sex. Like we, we talk about dating, but it's like there's a procreation element in, in that's a long game for a lot of right. people, right? Or, or at least intercourse is, is a long mm. game. Well, I mean, so there's, that was the next thing I was going to ask you about. Uh, how does a guy, does he decide on the spot or when he's going out, whether or not he's looking for a hookup or a relationship? And are guys thinking hookups lead to relationships or are they willing to have a relationship before the hookup? Well, I mean, first you have to acknowledge that all men are the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all clones. Yeah, yeah. Like every guy is definitely. God, if you were, it would be so much yeah. easier. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. It depends where we where we are on the on the range there. But I like speaking from my own experience, I, I have to say that there's definitely periods in, in our lives where yeah, all, all we want is just to have the experience, is to, to have fun and, and actually it's quite explorative explorative. And then over time, like you either decide, right, is this something that I want to have a relationship? Uh, and I say decide, and that's a very loose term because for some people it's very difficult to decide. Like, you, you, like there's a range of guys who are stuck in the cycle of just having uh, sexual encounters or going from one relationship to the next and keep having the same thing fuck up time and again. And I, men and women, like we, we, all, we all have it, right? Right. But, but I'd say like in general, like for, for like I'd say most men, probably do want to have a relationship in the long term um but they're they're still in that area of trying to find um and from from our experience of coaching men like we really find that a lot of men like struggle with making that choice like going well who is right who is right for me and how do i know um and also for themselves knowing that this is something that they want to do Mm, yeah so we we did some research between our two seasons and it was there was a question around relationships actually in like do you want a committed relationship and we asked like 20 30 men this question and we kind of amalgamated down the answer and i always remember it because it's the answer is something it's along the lines of yes i do want a committed relation committed high level relationship that's deeply connected and and so forth but until I find that, I want to have fun. I want to have sex. I want to have lots of sex. Hmm. You know, oh, men do think, I think there is this, this, this idea uh, for a lot of men is like, oh, I'm looking, for, I'm looking for a relationship. But until I find the relationship, until I'm ready to kind of quote unquote mm -hmm. commit, I'm going to have, I'm going to kind of play around and enjoy myself. I think what they don't realize is, is that, there's a fear around, there's a lot of men have a lot of fear about relationships, around commitment and what commitment means. So it keeps them in that first phase of just like, oh, I'm looking, I'm looking, but I'm not really looking and I'm not really willing to be vulnerable to my fears around relationships. So it keeps mm -hmm. them in this kind of hook up, hook up, looking out. So I think some men do, I think, you know, in that immaturity where it's just like, oh, let's just lay as many girls as I can, kind of, you know, frat boy mentality as, as you're, because you think that's what masculinity requires of you. That makes you mm -hmm. a man. And I think as men mature 
if and when men mature, um, <laughs> you mature into your emotions and you realize that there's someone else involved in this experience. Mm. And it's not like, you know, we just come off a podcast just now. We were talking about sexual performance and we said how when you're an immature man looks at sex as something he does to someone, he does to a woman. And as you mature, you realize it's a co-creation. And mm-hmm. I think as a man matures, he realizes that creating a relationship isn't like, oh, I'm going to find the perfect woman. Is that you create that relationship and you evolve together as people. Hmm. Yeah, I recently had a conversation with a couple of college girls and they had uh, had they had all had sex and they had all had sex more than one and with more than one partner and none of them had yet to have an orgasm. Mm. And I yes. said that's because you are hooking up with the wrong guys. Yes. Right. You're hooking up with guys who just want to get it in. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, and this is, it sounds, it sounds dumb, but you either need to date a guy who has dated an older woman. Cause she would be like, this is how you do it. Or you need to date an older man who has been taught how to do it. Because mm-hmm. if they're getting most of their information from each other and, or from porn, they're not getting any information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then I told them they need to learn how to take care of themselves mm-hmm. first. Mm. already know how to yeah. orgasm that way you know just use him well, as a tool if 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 for nothing well, there else is a, like there is a like a huge emotional and comfort component to the orgasm uh which i found it's like if, if women aren't comfortable or relaxed enough then then they, they don't feel free to go there in fact it's actually a physical thing as well it's like actually being able to go allowing the 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 guy to go deep enough inside that they that they can then actually hit the g-spot you know in certain cases as well right so well i mean the g-spot's um, only two and a half inches in and yeah, up so i got my my fiance's my fiance to the left just going like this <laughs> i, <laughs> I just, think it would be handy if you could figure out how to hit the clitoris that's on the outside super easy to find <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no but true but you know and, and actually that's something else that we were talking about on the previous uh, uh podcast as well was about foreplay and, mm-hmm. and and all of that and actually and and what you were saying about the the college guys or whatever like you know if your if your education is from porn it, it's just like you know just straight in there yeah and and that's all you see you don't i think dave you pointed this out right you don't see foreplay on you don't see foreplay on on uh, porn. yeah yeah right you don't see you don't see this kind of loving undressing of someone and the exploring mm. of someone's body and right. maybe all you don't even see is like the slow build-up around the clitoris the touching it's like mm. it straight goes to kind of this like aggressive rubbing like, and you're kind of like whoa that's that's not how it is it's like you know you slowly you get into that and, and like you said i think it's a really good point because um it's, it's interesting with like the young people right it's a young man a young woman and they're both exploring but yet they're not really exploring they're kind right. of having sex exactly the same way all the time which is like put it in stick it in a few times he comes everyone rolls over and goes oh that was great when actually it wasn't great for anyone really um and it takes uh, a man or a woman being with someone who is more experienced and is more caring and more kind of considerate to realize that oh there's more to this or or if they stumble across some wonderful education and some learning then that's also something that can help them right i wish that's why i really wish sex ed would start a lot earlier a lot earlier and I really wish, I mean, honest to God, I wish they would just teach masturbation in school. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> it would make life so much easier if everybody just knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. I also think the art of the dry hump is gone because everybody just hooks up. Yeah. The dry hump was good for figuring shit out because the only thing you can really get to 
is the clitoris on the outside yeah. and you're just rubbing yeah. on each other. Yeah, and that yeah, would have yeah. been, you know, but now everybody's just, yeah, let's have sex. Like, mm. well, why don't we just roll around a little and make out? Old school. Exactly. Mm. Like yeah. I remember the years of dry humping. It was like, sometimes I do it now just, you know, just for some <laughs> fun. You know, me and my partner, sometimes we, me and her will have some dry humping. It's just, you know, just to almost like you, you know, you can, you can have sex whenever you want, but to add something different is to like go, no, we're going to keep on our underwear and explore, you know, and it's something that you don't, I think you don't start thinking like that until you've kind of gone full circle and you've experienced many of the things you come back around and go, how am I going to refine this experience? How Mm. am I going to make it better? So I've been married 20 three almost 24 years and so many people think that you know as you it stays the same and it it a little bit does and Mm -hmm. i kind of equate it to like if you have taught a mouse how to go through the maze and get the cheese then that's the way the mouse is going to go get the cheese right Mm. and so if it ain't broke don't fix it but Mm. then sometimes because you get comfortable with each other or because i do what i do we'll just throw something into the mix and it's completely different. And you're like, holy shit, how did I not know there was another path to that cheese? (laughs) (laughs) There's a super highway. (laughs) Exactly. That's a dip. That's a different side of the cheese. I wasn't expecting. (laughs) So it's not, it doesn't go away. It doesn't, it doesn't get, it does get less frequent. Mm. I think just because we're tired now. (laughs) (laughs) I think there comes this familiarity. Like I, I've been um, I've been in isolating, so we say, with my my partner. We don't normally live together, and it's been two months now. We've been to in the same house, and we we've had a few conversations over the time. I think about three weeks in, we're like, are we having less sex than we would normally? And we sat and we talked about it. We're like, oh, well, normally we'd only see each other maybe once or twice a week, and now we're together seven nights a week, and we're having sex this many times. And then we did some mathematics on the calculator and everything. We worked out that it's about the same. Mm. Um, I think there's a familiarity and it's this idea that you know, and I obviously haven't been married for, for 20 plus years, but it's this idea of like, oh, well, I could do it tonight, but I'm a bit tired, but I could do it tomorrow or the day afterwards. Mm. You know? Right. That really is how it is. Like, yeah. okay, it's cool. just, you know, we could do it tonight or we could do it tomorrow or we could do it the next night, you know, or, mm. oh, you've got Navy duty and you're going to be gone for a week. Then we have to do it tonight. <laughs> 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 then it becomes like dating again. Yeah, I'm actually fascinated by it because I think that that in terms of like longevity, like how to actually keep such a, um, it's like without it, because it, in the very early stages, it's, it, you don't plan. It's kind of like, you know, you say, Dave, you, it's when you meet and you don't even know it was when mm. you're meeting, but then once you're living together and it's a situation I've, you know, I've been in uh, <clears throat> for a while now and it's, it's like, yeah, you, you, you do not well, you kind of do have to plan, but without planning and like, you, you do have to create, you have to create the space for it. Otherwise, right. the, yeah, there isn't, there isn't this, this spontaneity, as you were saying, David, is just out the window because like it does become that, like what, what I equate it to is a bit like um, going on holiday. It's like when you're on holiday, you want to make the most of everything. Every, every day you're out and you just want to make the most of it. But when you're living in your hometown, it's like, yeah. You know, just I will just I, I will just leave it till tomorrow. You know, yeah, I don't need to do that thing today. I don't need to go out today. I just and so it's really important. And and so I'm you know I could sit here and ask you questions about long term because it's actually something that I often say to people. It's like you know I don't know what it is to be in a forty year relationship. 
and and really that's something you know you've got some you've got some gold there there is definitely some gold there like <laughs> i tell everybody that the the sex hasn't really changed it's been uh bi-weekly since we met and in the beginning that meant twice a week but now it's every other week <laughs> <laughs> uh, special bi-weekly yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh it's, it's an exaggeration but that's i mean you just once you get to the point where you're you know that person is going to be there for you when you're ready and mm. also when you've been with somebody so long sometimes you're just like go away yeah <laughs> oh wait come back here i forget i like having sex with you <laughs> i don't want to train anybody new i don't want to like i'm just like yeah. have you ever no. tried um scheduling sex no but mm. uh, there was i there was an app i saw on um shark tank a couple of weeks ago and it was an app where it was basically just a button and each partner had mm, one yeah. and when you were in the mood to have sex you could push the button but it wouldn't do anything unless the person on the other side also pushed the button because there's a lot of times where you would be like i could have sex tonight but i'm not gonna like mm. <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to like put on lingerie or brush my hair or whatever but <laughs> i mean <laughs> if he wants to roll over it's fine um and then there's and then there's just the times where it's like oh it's been eight days should we do this again <laughs> like let's mm remember why we're married and my husband goes that's a dumb idea and i said no if we had that we'd have sex a lot more often i have a feeling because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> i'm just sitting there with my crossword puzzle book every night thinking is he gonna re reach over and grab my boob tonight or all right three more minutes of this puzzle okay i guess i'll go to bed <laughs> <laughs> it's that's fascinating yeah that's <laughs> Like it's, I totally get it. Like I really get like how that's, that's where it gets to, right? Like people need to press the button. It's a, it's a, it's a bit, it's actually like a, like Tinder, but for people in relationships, it's right. like, you know, in Tinder you swipe <laughs> when, when you match, like you're like, hey. but, but I think like what replaces that is if, if you have conversation and I, and I guess so many people, and, and this is what I can't speak into because I haven't had the experience of being in such a long relationship is, is that, you know, to be able to say this is something or, or at least to have a conversation about like, you know what, I, I've noticed that we haven't been having sex and, and like, you know, is there something up or do you want to create something? Um, and, and I really think there is something to be said for scheduling, David, you know, like, mm -hmm. like actually just it, it seems like it's not um, romantic. Yeah, right. yeah, I got I got my fiance in the background. She's just like saying <laughs> it's not romantic. But but you know when when you're when you got a busy life or you got a you got a schedule of any sort and you well when when you're two people living right and you're doing stuff like if you don't somehow figure out and you just leave it to chance well other stuff's always going to come up right like just right. anything yeah well we we do this thing now because he works he works from home uh, a, a, a one day a week and uh, we call it nap time. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'll just be like, I'm ready for a nap. Oh. And then he's like, doo, 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 and he runs into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nap time. And of course, the colleges are closed, so our college age daughter is home. And so, on, I don't know why it would put the kibosh on things because she used to live here all the time and it wasn't an issue. But, you know, now sometimes he's like, shh. And I'm like, dude, I'm not loud. Oh. <laughs> I'm just breathing. She cannot hear me. I promise you. Hold your breath. <laughs> but now, and 
I hate, I have always hated morning sex. I really always have. Um, but she sleeps in super late. So now sometimes I get up, I brush my teeth, come out, make my coffee. And then when he gets up and he gets into the shower, then I'll run back into bed. And then he comes out and he's like, Ooh, Lugo's here. <laughs> so it is, it is actually more fun now because we're trying to create the space outside of you know what's normal for us but it's mm. it's interesting there's ways you can do things and schedule things and mm. and make it fun it and doesn't it's added end. spice as well yeah oh and it doesn't mm. end i don't know why everybody's afraid that sex ends mm. like, and i I've, I've told people i i don't intend to stop ha- i actually intend to die having an orgasm that's i'm gonna come and go <laughs> at the same time it's <laughs> a good way to go come and go i like that i like yeah. that i want to die and go from a heart attack from an orgasm that's the plan that's how i'm going out it's a good way to go well i don't know I'm, I, i've got to speak for the other person involved in this <laughs> <laughs> right. it's, like, it's like you're in heaven like yeah i got my I got my wish the other person's like oh my fucking god like <laughs> i killed her <laughs> are you actually napping is it <laughs> i fucked her to death what the hell yeah. <laughs> You're right. I didn't uh, think about that. Yeah. I didn't say I was with a partner. I just said I was having an orgasm. Yeah, you're right. You didn't say cool. that. I, mean, I, I assumed. <laughs> right. Well, in the in the joke that I used to tell at my parties when my husband could never hear me was uh, was that it would, uh, at, at, you know, because women generally outlive men. And I was like, it's going to be with a much, much, much younger man. Like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. One of those college boys that needs to learn how to have sex. That's that's what's gonna be. You're giving you're giving sex, sex. Right. sex education. education. Yeah. Gonna have to delete yeah, yeah. all of that. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hands on education. Yeah. I think there's a lot of money in it, you know. I think there's a lot of money in it. Yeah. yeah. I um so I also do a comedy show in uh called Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. That's where this came from. Okay. And it is a combination of a stand up comedy, a sex toy party and a sex ed class all together. Oh, wow. And that's oh. like, so when you said there's money in it, that's what I meant. I'm not out to be somebody's granny hooker like, <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of years. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, but I do like to have the shows because I educate, I educate men and women at the same time, but more than just educating, I'm giving them talking points so that when, when they leave, they can say, what did you think about that joke or that statement or that whatever? Yes. Where it might just be, you know, like when you were talking about the differences between men and women. So mm. the average man orgasms in, I always say 2.8 minutes because that's the number that I learned right away. But certainly less than five minutes is how long it takes the average man to orgasm. Mm. But the average woman takes between 18 and 20 minutes to orgasm. And wow. so as soon as I say that from the stage, all the guys are like, uh? like no, she wasn't fucking lying to you, dude. We need foreplay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I have yeah, a 3D like, clitoris that I bring up to show them how it all works and where everything goes. And, and I can see the looks on their faces. And then I tell a joke and everybody's laughing. But I'm giving them information that they can later use to talk to each other. And good. some anatomy. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, love the fact that can, I love the fact that you can really see on their faces who's clueless and who's, and who's not. Like, it's like, who's, who's going, ah? Like, who's seen this for the first time? <laughs> I might actually use that line in my next show. It'll probably get a good laugh. Yeah. It it's yeah. troubles me though. When like I meet, especially maybe as a man, I'm troubled when I meet men and they're like, Oh, 
I don't, I didn't realize, you know, women take, you know, 20 minutes, 40 minutes. Cause I, I'd always been told it's anything between 20 and 40 minutes it is. for a woman to be fully aroused. Okay. Mm. Um, and men are like, what? And I think, what do you mean? How come you don't know this? You've been having sex with, how did you miss this? <laughs> yeah, I do not notice. <laughs> how did you notice that, you know, foreplay isn't like this mythical beast. It's not some fucking unicorn. It's this thing mm. that, you know, is, is imperative to the, the sexual action. Yeah. Mm. Holding, holding up a three-day clitoris blows both men and women's minds because when they see how big the clitoris actually is and how much of it is hidden inside the body mm. and, you know, to get the blood flow to the clitoris mm. is important. And that's all the foreplay. You can't, you know, it's not like a penis where you can rub it, flick it, lick it, yeah. blow it, whatever, all of that stuff. The clitoris is just the, you know, from the outside, we just have the little bean. And like you said, they're just like, and you're like, yeah. slow down. Mm. It's not a DJ mm. booth. Get off yes. it. Right? You're not scratching right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> too hard. Too hard. Stop it. Stop it right now. Uh, and when they can see that, then it makes it makes a difference. And I've had people tell me after the shows that they were able to have conversations with their partners or they learned something new that they didn't know. And then it's also good to let them know what all the toys are for. Because going to a sex toy shop is, it's awkward at best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I love I love the places actually, but I, I maybe I feel that my sexual education is a bit, a bit different from most men. I was like, I always embraced these things I didn't know. I was like, oh, sex toys! I don't know what those are. Mm. I, you know, I'd meet a woman, I'd be like, what sex toys have you got? And she'd be like, oh, I've got this one, this one, this one. I was like, oh, what does this one do? What does it feel like? Where does it go? Like, how do you like it? More because of you I just in want this to know. World. Mm. Yeah, I'm just really intrigued. Um, and I'm not, and I think maybe I was going to ask you this is, you know, a lot of men are quite scared of sex toys. There's uh, this idea that, you know, they've watched too much Terminator and they're like, oh my God, the robots are going to replace us. Um, <laughs> like it's not, it's not, it's not going to replace you. You're a man. Not a, yeah. There's a difference, but a toy can never replace the intimacy of face to face breathing, sharing each other's air the arousal that comes with it, the tingles that go through your body, the nerve endings that are mm. stimulated, a toy can never replace that. A toy exactly. can't also take out your trash. So men will never <laughs> be fully replaced by toys. No, but there is a robot that does that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there, I, I went to a party one time and, and the husband was super pissed because we only do ladies only. And he was like, you know, having an attitude and he leaves and he slams the door or whatever. And then the party's over and he comes home and I ask him to help carry my totes out to the car because I bring a lot of inventory. And he goes, I'm not touching your box of fucking dildos. And I just, I don't deal with this kind of shit. And I was just like, it's a Rubbermaid tote, fucker. Put it in my car. So <laughs> we go out and, and he goes, just so you know, we don't need any of this shit. And he chucks my box into the car. And I looked at him and I said, if your wife came home with $150 worth of sex toys and you didn't hear what she said, you deserve to be miserable. And I got mm. in my car and I left. And I was just like, fucking pay attention. Mm. She literally is telling you what she wants and what she needs. She brought it home in a black bag. I think this is the, what you said there, actually, I think is the crux of a lot of problems in not just relations, but even in dating that we see with, with men and women is a lack of attention on, on, they're so wrapped up in like what their experience is that they're not thinking about how the experience, you know, what the date is like, or even in, in sex is like, 
they're not thinking how is this for this other person with me mm. it's not just me getting this pleasure or me like enjoying this conversation or me judging you it's like there's a lack of attention put on the other person mm. right that is true people just get wrapped up in their own thing and they forget well, so, I, was, I was gonna say like there's also this sense of um awareness right just actually having this self-awareness because like in contrast to David, I grew up in a very strict religious family and I, and I feel that that kind of, let's say, um, I guess programming in a way will then set me up in a particular way to be averse to exploring these things. Like I really went out on my own to, to explore and to discover for myself, but it wasn't with any sort of freedom. So I really get like why a lot of guys would feel awkward with say sex toys or it's just like it's just not it's just not what they're familiar with it's just not what mm. you're 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 uh, you're being shown and with with everything else that society teaches you on top of it you know with all the stigma and mm. and all this stuff and performance and machoism and stuff like it's just it just becomes like yeah exactly what that guy did like i don't need this and then not really yeah i don't need this yeah yeah right. so i really i i really get that but uh, but yeah but but i think with with self-awareness and you can start to actually break down what like what is it like what is actually going on what does it what does it mean what is what is this plastic toy like what is this like and actually <laughs> and and actually ask you know really go like and, and ask because because like with, with my experience that like, yeah absolutely the inanimate objects are never going to replace like the animate objects the real thing so right. Mm. They never will. They never could. They never should. I did meet a college girl one time and she had come to a couple of my parties and she, she had like everything. She was going through the catalog. She's like, I have this one. I have this one. I have this one. And we were talking about sex and she goes, Oh, I've never had sex before. I'm still a virgin. And I was just like, you were going to wow. be so disappointed. Like, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> said, not really, not really. Cause there's a different, there's an intimacy, but penises do not swirl. They don't have ball bearings. No. They don't have anything. They, they don't <laughs> go for like 17 hours without replacing their batteries. Exactly. Mm. And nor should they. Nor should they. The actual, I, I think uh, I was watching a TV show once and they said the average time of a sexual experience, not including like foreplay, is like a commercial break. Like it doesn't yeah, take so. that long. No. Two and a half minutes, three minutes. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, as I said, 2.8 minutes is, is kind yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. But that's, it's because, and I have, I had a girl, well, I've had more than one. And they say, and he just goes and he goes and he goes. He's like a jackhammer. He's just like, well, they say he goes and goes, goes. And I'm like, is he like a jackhammer, like a rabbit? He's just banging. And she's like, yeah. So I said, that's why it's taking him so long because he's reducing friction on his penis. So if you grab yeah. him by the hips and force him to go super, super slow, he'll yeah. blow. And yeah, they're like, yeah, you yeah. serious? I'm like, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> once you over friction, mm. then you're not feeling it anymore. You become numb. You yeah. become numb to the feeling. Yeah, there's so, a, I think there's a big thing about slowing down. I don't I imagine that's part of the the sex education is like people slowing down sex because this, you know, with the college kids, I just think they just go at it, go at it, go at it. But actually it's like, there's a, it's almost a rhythm, you know, you can kind of peak and drop down and change position and go for a little drink, some go, you know, go to the kitchen and get some water, <laughs> come back, you know, change room. It's like, it can be a whole exploration of each other instead of just this like, let me get it in and just like, go, 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 go. Because it's not... I remember um, one night, many, many years ago. So I am super, super um, affected by caffeine. Mm. 
So I won't have caffeine after noon. Actually, okay. I haven't had caffeine on purpose in like four years, but if I'm going to do it, I won't have it afternoon because I'll be up all night. It drives me crazy. Yeah. So one night, my husband and I had gone to dinner and we both got decaf coffee. But by the time we got home, I was aware that it was not decaf coffee. <laughs> and so we're laying in bed and he's tossing and turning and I'm tossing and turning. And uh, finally, I just, you know, I elbowed him like, do you want to have sex? And he's like, not particularly. <laughs> and I said, we're both awake. I mean, I do you ever want to like just do it all night long like everybody else does? And he goes, no. And I said, good, because I think anything longer than nine minutes is just inefficient. <laughs> it would have been funnier if I had told the pre-joke, which is when we, and I'm going to fix this and edit it. I'm kidding. I don't edit anything. Um, we, one night, uh, we, do you guys have law and order over there? Uh, oh, I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've heard of it. Yeah. So when we first got married, it was on every single night at 10 o'clock. And one night we got into bed and it was 9.51. And I said, you want to have, you want to have sex? And he said, we don't have time. I said, yes, yes, of course we do. So we do what we do. And then I turn on the TV and it's like, boom, boom, which is the opening <laughs> notes of it. And I said, so now and then for a long time, we're always just like got nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, it was down to a science. Mouse with the cheese. We knew exactly how to, what button to hit and when. It's like a bop it. You get two people and like, boop, 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 done. We win. Yeah, we're all out. Yeah. All right, so what do you guys think about lube? Oh, lube's great. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of lube. I've, I've all, I've actually for years had lube actually in the drawer, not the same lube. Right. Because they do go off. Um, but I've actually, these days, I use coconut oil mainly with my partner mm. just because we can massage, you can use it. Um, and it's just, the only, the only issue is, is when you use a lot and you massage, you use a lot, it stains the sheets. Mm. Yeah. So are you using fractionated coconut oil or are you using solid coconut oil? Mm, it's solid coconut oil. You should probably use fractionated coconut oil. Okay. The solids are probably what's staining your sheets anyway. Uh, okay. But if it's solid at room temperature, then it's less, less good for you. Oh, um, fractionated oh, really? coconut oil is basically, t uh, not THC, that's totally different. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me the thought of that coconut oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, MCT oil. <laughs> MCT oil. Like, um, it's medium chain triglycerides, which is basically coconut oil with the fat sticking out of it. Mm. Uh, and that, that you can use. And that's good for massage, too. But it's okay. the same stuff you put in bulletproof coffee. I don't know if you have bulletproof coffee over there, where it's basically. No, we do, but I, I've never yeah. seen. I've never actually seen the coconut. And do you know what? This is the, um, this is this is the new thing I've learned today. This uh, the fractionated coconut oil. I've never fractionated heard of coconut oil. I've got the solid stuff in my cupboard right now. Yeah, yeah I use it for cooking. I'm not putting that in my vagina because you know, I mean, it will melt. But well, what I tell my customers is, you can use coconut oil with your partner, but don't use it with a toy, not the solids. Okay. And also, okay. you should not be using MCT oil or coconut oil with condoms because it will yeah, break they them break. Out, Yeah, it's it can oil. break them. Uh, okay. Do you know what? I was, with a toy that uh, me and my partner have is um, a crystal wand. Ooh, you got a glass toy? Is it a glass it's, toy? Um, it's rose quartz. Oh, no. mm. The crystal quartz. Honestly, AJ, investing one is great. Is that from it's that? It's like it has... Is that the one from you saw online? 
Yeah, yeah, I bought it online. It's just like, it's, it's magical, I think. It's thinking it has magical okay. properties. Rose quartz. Mm. I'll have to look into that. I'm a big fan of yeah. what, it, that's, so that's stone then? Yeah, it's a stone, yeah. So it's similar to glass, has the same similar properties to glass. That can mm. warm up and it can cool down. Yeah, it gets really cold. Yeah. Well, Sometimes it's really cold. I tell people all the time, like when I, I don't, we don't sell glass toys anymore, which makes me sad because it's literally my favorite thing in the world. But room temperature, let's say room temperature is 70 degrees, your body's 98.6. So by doing nothing at all, you apply that to your body and all of a sudden the blood flow in your body rushes down and goes, what's going on down here? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And, mm. Mm, and you can chill it, it even more if you want. Not yeah. like to people that don't put it in the freezer. Oh, okay. Put it in the freezer and then you try to put it in your vagina. It's going to get stuck Ooh. like when you stick your tongue oh, on a on a yes. metal pole and you just be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm putting it in the freezer tonight. Then. <laughs> put it with, you know, you, but you could chill it in some ice water to make it even colder and you can also mm. get it warmer. So yeah, put yeah, yeah. a glass of warm water and. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah they're I don't great even things, think huh? about these things. Right. Yeah. Hot sensation play, like hot and cold. It's a real, it's quite fun. And like the even, only reason I know about that is because one time my husband had a fever, and to this day we don't know why he had a fever, but he oh. he felt fine. He was just hot as fuck, and he was like, "Want to have sex?" And I'm like, "Sure." And like a half an hour later, I could still feel the heat inside of my body, and I was oh, like, wow. "Damn, I'm glad I discovered glass toys because I was probably gonna kill him trying to give him a fever again." So I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah, I just figured God gives play. me all the information I need and I can share it. <laughs> mm. well, yeah, yeah, I feel... I, I've learned a lot just in the, in the last three minutes. Uh, I'm Are you just taking like, oh, notes? Okay. <laughs> yeah, mentally, yeah. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it started off with a coconut and now we're on to glass toys. I've never actually tried glass toys, so I'm missing, mm. I'm missing a trick. So many people are afraid of them because they think they're going to break. And I'm like, these <laughs> things are like yeah. solid glass. One, one friend said, well, what if he breaks it inside you? And I'm like, mm. what the fuck is he doing to break a one-inch thick yeah. piece of glass inside your <laughs> vagina? Yeah. Like, do you, have you been training your vagina to, to, <laughs> to smash glass? Like, calm down. Like but yeah, that's, uh, Star that's Wars a holiday toy right there. Mm. I don't ever leave the house without that. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't get picked up uh, in the TS TSA radar either because oh, it's okay. glass. <laughs> I did get busted with a suitcase full of sex toys once when I was traveling down. I was doing a party in another state. And so I, I only brought a carry-on because I'm cheap. I don't want to pay for luggage. And so I had three... And these were, it was a long time ago. So they were really long because, you know, the toy part was only like four and a half to five inches long, but then you had the battery pack, which was another four inches because it held four batteries. So it was, mm. they were long and I had like four of them with me and I put it down on the security, the, the, the belt and I wait to see it go in. And then I go through and I do the little stand there and get <laughs> x-ray thing. And I come back the other side and my suitcase is stopped in the middle. Oh, <laughs> and, and I see this fat guy staring at it he's just glaring at it and then he looks up and i smiled at him and i waved <laughs> and he snaps his head back down and he boom and it goes sliding right off the end of the thing <laughs> and i was like thank you <laughs> oh man and i love that story from my perspective but i'd love to hear that story from his perspective of what happened that the day. shit they must see like in general yeah. For that, he's, for them yeah. to let that pass, it just be like, yeah, oh, fuck's yeah. sake. He's gonna be like, I saw this girl going on vacation. She brought four huge vibrators with her. <laughs> mm. 
Is it um, AJ? Did you have a? There's a. It's a guy I've met. He's called Master Peter. He's a a dominant uh, male dominatrix, yeah. and he was saying how he often travels to to do his work, and he was on flying to Germany from London, and he said literally in his suitcase was like various whips, floggers, wow. some dildos, and like, and then he got stopped to security because one of them was was like quite long and stainless <laughs> steel, and he said when they opened his bag. <laughs> he was just like <laughs> they opened they were like sir can we open your bag he was like yes uh, yes yes we can and so they opened the bag and they looked at the bag and they, he was like oh what 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 is it that you know you're concerned about and he goes the the, the man had just like paused because he just wasn't sure what to, to what he was taking in and he was like there's something long and metal in there and he was like oh yeah it must be this and it's like this massive steel dildo thing and the guy's like um okay I'm not cool yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> you can put that back in <laughs> traveling uh, with sex toys yeah it's funny because um my husband has been busted more than once uh like he gets the suitcase opened and there's a little tsa note in there anytime he carries mm. the toy and mm. it's and i'm just always giggling i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one time i was traveling and well, we had traveled together, and when my suitcase came off, my husband's like, your suitcase is vibrating. And again, it was because I was doing a party while I was down there, and I had put everything in the suitcase. So I, And I said, well, it's probably the vibrator. So I opened it up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the vibrator. And I turned it off, and I re-zipped it right right oh. in the airport in front of everybody. He's just like, <laughs> so then a couple months later, I was traveling, and I get my suitcase, and it's vibrating. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did he sneak a vibrator in there? Because I don't travel with them. And it was my razor. Oh. <laughs> my razor was going off. And so I now I always take the battery out of it, mm. which is stupid. Because if it was a vibrator, it wouldn't bother me. But it bothers me that my razor goes off. <laughs> so stupid. Might cut up your clothes in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> One time I got busted with a can of ravioli. Coming back from Jamaica, actually. Really? Ravioli. Yeah, I had we had stayed at like a. Um, it wasn't an all-inclusive, but it was. Um, no, maybe it wasn't Jamaica. I think it was St. Thomas, and so we had got. It was not a, not an all-inclusive. It was a timeshare, and so we had brought. I had bought food while I was down there, and I wasn't going to, you know, leave it. So I brought back a ton of alcohol and one can of ravioli, and they <laughs> searched my bag for my can of ravioli. <laughs> wow. I was like, the world is saved. You got me. Poor food choices. Ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Jamaica. So, do you, you haven't lived there in a long time? No, I was I was born in London, but my dad oh, okay. is he's I've been out there like four or five times. Um, my dad's currently trapped there. Actually, I say trapped. There's worse <laughs> yeah, places in the world to be to I be suppose. to find yourself. Yeah, he's he. I spoke to him yesterday. He was telling me about flying and stuff, but he seems to be quite happy. He loves being out there. He spends about eight months a year there. Oh wow! I cannot wait to go back on cruises again. And then I'm just like, well, are are the other countries going to be like, no, you can't come here? Mm. So. But I've already had two cruises cancel on me this year. Wow. And one was a transatlantic that I was going to be taking out of London across in September. And that one canceled before the coronavirus started because of the ship's not ready yet. And then the second one I rebooked and I was going to do um, like Spain, Italy, Montenegro, 
Croatia, all those things. Nice. And that one got canceled. And I'm like, I just want to get on a boat. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a nice part of the world down there. I've been down there. I've been to Montenegro has been to everyone I know who, who travels has been to the area. Tell me it's one of those beautiful places in the world. Montenegro. That's actually why we chose that cruise. Cause it was going there. Cause on our last mm. cruise, we met a bartender who was from there and he said it mm. was gorgeous. So then we, we're like, all right, well, let's check it out. We've already done every single island you can get to on a boat. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I've never, From I've here. never been on a cruise ever. I've really? never ever been, yeah, I've never been on a cruise. Like, I'd love to. Uh, like, it's just never in my life so far. I've just never experienced it. But it sounds, uh, how is it? Like, what? I love like, cruising. Clearly, yeah. Like, what's, the, what's it like? Well, um, the ones out of uh, the United States heading down to like the Caribbean islands are all party party and music and sun tanning and drinking and you know visiting and getting your hair braided <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i don't know what a european cruise is like it could be completely different because you know i've only ever done the ones out here but it's mostly just a big party and you well, know cool people yeah i've got i had some friends who would like their families would go on cruise and stuff and they would always fly to miami like it yeah. would always be a thing where they would fly it wouldn't be from around here yeah I was I was wondering as you started talking. I was like, I wonder how she takes this back to sex. Yeah, no. From, <laughs> well, have you been on any swingers swingers cruises? I would not do that. I wouldn't subject this to anybody but the guy who chose it. <laughs> I hear there's some good swingers cruises. Yeah, yeah. I heard you, there's you some hear. good swingers island uh, swinger clubs in Jamaica. Oh, there was uh, yeah, all inclusives. It? There was that thing yeah. that, that came out. Uh, Dave, do you remember that, that island? It was like a holiday thing where you could, like, you could go and, and it was just like, you just, you pay, I don't know how much it was, like you pay like five grand or almost near 10 grand and you go and you can just have sex. Wasn't like, it just an island of prostitutes? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. And that was, I mean, this was, <laughs> okay. this was way before Corona. This was, <laughs> <laughs> just so we clear, probably everyone. where yeah. it started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there's... No. Uh, what is it? There's uh, one. Hedonism. Yeah. Yeah. There's Hedonism that. one and two. Yeah. One and two. Yeah, yeah, it's two probably yeah. not some place you're going to find me. Um, yeah. It's not I like, I like to talk about sex. I'm not interested in performing any more than I have to. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I'm kind of a pillow princess. I like to just, you know, wear my tiara, <laughs> lay there. <laughs> That's <laughs> Yeah. So, but so back to these cruises, though. What's what's? what's what, <laughs> I, <laughs> what, I will what, bet people are swinging on them. You don't think? I don't yeah. think you have to go on a swingers cruise. I bet they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how they have friends of Bill oh. W. There might yeah. also be another secret code <laughs> so that people yeah. can find each other. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a swingers cruise. Definitely, there's definitely going to be swingers on the cruise. Right. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. surprised how many people that I know that are swingers over the. Ah, I was going to when say, I first found out about swinging. Yeah. I, yeah. I always thought it was like something in the dear penthouse. I never thought it would happen to me kind of shit. And then mm. I started selling sex toys and I'm like, Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Have at it. Go on with your bad self. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know many personally myself. Do you, do you know many Dave? I like it. Cause I know, I know, I know someone, I shan't name who I know someone who's, <laughs> who's, um, whose father is actually seem, seemingly into swinging and he actually creates the swings parties. Okay. Uh, so and for me i'm just like oh wow that's like a really different experience but you know at the mm, same time yeah. i'm like you know fair play to him to actually go for what he what it is that he wants and actually not just that 
but also then create the environment to, to mm-hmm. allow others to enjoy uh, yeah. in that. And it's clearly like a big thing, uh, bigger than I ever would have imagined. Yeah, keeping right. in yeah, mind, like, yeah, I came from that, that Muslim background. It's the opposite end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. when, like, when you're busted out of your, your religious background, you know, like I was born again Christian, you said you were Muslim. Mm. When you're busted out, you look around, you're like, that is not what I was told the world was made of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, this is, this is bad. <laughs> this is, this is, and this then you're like, oh, let me help. taste some of that. What's that? <laughs> Tastes like strawberries. Yeah, exactly. That, re- that reminds me of when we were in, um, what was that festival, Dave? Uh, Fusion. Fusion. Yeah, yeah, like 3 a.m. in the morning and looking at all these people just like high off their face. And I'm like, ah, uh, this is the place they told me not to come. Whoops, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I actually just, uh, I was thinking earlier today, have you ever seen the, the meme of Chris Pratt and he just looks super excited and he's just like, <sighs> and uh, you'll see it if, if like on Facebook, if you try to do excited, it shows up. And I want to post that gif of him looking so excited and, and put, when you realize you're not going to go to hell for enjoying sex. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, as you said that, I'm wondering to myself, have I really reached that point yet? Have I, have I got to that point? Have I reached? Hmm. Is You're definitely not going to tell. Yeah. Do you know not what? For have, not for not for having sex, not for enjoying sex with my partner. Like I mean, I'm probably I, no. going to hell for other reasons, but that one's off the table. <laughs> <laughs> God, God I mean, understands. You're okay. You're married. It's, you know, the rest of us. Yeah, well, the, the rest of I us, yeah, infidels. wasn't married for the first couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all right now. I think it's okay now. Like, it's, you know. I, don't know. Mm. I, I, I'm all about learning about the body. And, and I also, uh, Christians have a problem with this. Uh, I don't think that God gave us these incredibly sexually stimulating bodies and said, you're only allowed to have sex in one position or one mm. way or with one type of person. I just don't think he did. But here's a, here's a, here's a question for you though. I mean, that's interesting logic, but it brings back something from earlier, which is why the fuck would you create a system where men will come under 2.8 minutes <laughs> and women <laughs> minutes? <laughs> it's like, what kind of joke is this? This is like, I and will it, say the best thing you ever did was put your prostate gland up inside your butthole so you can't play with it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Sometimes, all the time. not all the time. Right. Because if, if it was somewhere you guys could touch it, we would have been the hunters and the gatherers and you guys would have been the sitting in the corner <laughs> masturbators. Like it just, yeah. nothing would have gotten done. Nothing would have been invented. Uh, well, we're getting there. I think we're getting there with all the sex toys. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The right side of hook. Yep. Up and yeah. out. All right. Let me say. Uh, okay. So I like to end my podcast with my uh, things they don't teach you in school deck, which is a crazy mix of fun facts, random trivia, and totally useless knowledge. And I found a bunch of them that were about sex. So here's your weird sex question of the week. What time of day is the most popular to have sex? Noon. I think it's going to be something like 6 p.m. I am stunned by this answer. Uh, what time of day the most popular time to have sex is around 11 p.m. Oh, uh, okay. Bedtime. They must okay. not have asked anybody who was over 45 because I'm sound asleep <laughs> by then. <laughs> 
Yeah, that must have been a young audience. Right? Yeah. They were like on the way out of the club. Yeah. Well, no, they were just going into the club at 11. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe not so young there. Maybe somewhere in the mid 30s. Right. So, um, how can people find you guys? Oh, I thought this was a trivia question. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, the best place is on Instagram. Uh, it's at Authentic Dating Series. Uh, we also have a wonderful website, which is www.authenticdatingseries.com. And those are the two key places. Yeah. Because Facebook doesn't like us. So, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we kept getting shut down. And we, don't, we have no idea why. And, no one, and there's no person that you can talk to about it. So, we just gave up. Yeah, I um, if you try to find my stand-up comedy sex ed, you can't find it on Facebook because yeah. they wouldn't let me use the word sex yeah. in my <laughs> title. So you yeah. have to look up Raylene Taskowski dash stand-up comedy sex ed. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at stand-up comedy sex ed. You can also find me at stand-up comedy sex ed.com. And I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls ask questions politely share an alternate point of view and generally let us know what you think of this episode past episodes so search stand-up comedy sex ed podcast and please like and subscribe and share with your friends thank you guys so much this was fun i like to talk to guys about sex sometimes so i can get a different perspective mm. um, i hope you learned something i learned yeah, yeah, something. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks so much was, this was fun yeah yeah I'm going to play those heat on the, the, on the stone toys. Yeah. Mm. Heat on the sto- get, um, t- stone toy or glass toy, people. Go get them. They're amazing. Mm. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye.